0: Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for listening to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pub application or the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about... Some And we'll present some of the key events in history which changed the world in which we lived in either for the better or for the worse. And it might have been even worse off if some things had not taken place or had been completely successful or not successful. So stay tuned this show some very interesting information. This show is part one of a two-part show. The addition of the part two show will air. Be sure to pick up the current issue, The Best of Times, in one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. If you're unable to find a copy, remember, you can always go to our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, to view and download the current copy of the 2020 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, as well as listen to previously broadcast radio shows on the Best of Times Radio. Hour. We'll be right back with more information, but now with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour. You're on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bear's Town and & Country S Report. Your are Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and... And Jeep Dealer. Gary Coligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017FM and 710 Key. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and A Bears and Country Rush Report. Your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep Dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. As in previous years, about 20 years, uh, my shows in the end of December and the first part of January are talking about trivia. And I, again, want to continue this concept. But this year I've decided I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions about many events in history, which in my opinion, but also of the opinion of many, many other uh, experts and historians, were critical in changing the world that we live in. Uh, There are so many events uh, in history that might have changed the world. I would think millions. Um, But, again, there's no way that I could present a million in a particular two-part show. So I'm going to pick on some particular ones that you may know and that that you might not know in both part one. And also next Saturday's show will be concerning part two. First of all, I want you to consider this. We and others in the past, present, and future make decisions or choices that truly impact our own lives and our families. And some of these are so important that they have impact positively and negatively millions and millions of people at that time or in the future. You might not think so, but sometimes what you do might affect uh, others both in the f- now and in the future. It, it, it's regarding, of course. Some people say it's your destiny, it's your uh, uh, your your, your uh, livelihood. It, it is bestowed upon you, but but think about it. There are individuals who might not have uh, thought that when they're young, but when they grow up, they impacted many millions of people, including United States presidents, emperors, kings, etc. So think about yourself and not another situation we have so many choices in life the decision of your parents to raise you in your early years getting a good education in grade school and junior high high school and in colleges making those choices in colleges you had so many choices to make and and every one of those choices could have changed the way you live the way you happen the way your family everything all those factors and choices makes a possibly a different person, possibly a different life, possibly that you would re- be a different different person and affect others. Just think about the career choices that we have. So many to choose from. Uh, many times people would change. I actually changed five times from my career of a uh, start of being an engineer with Texas Eastern. I've changed five different times, and all were in different disciplines. And I enjoyed each and every one of them. And I, I'm thinking that some of these were a result of not just my idea, but some divine guidance. Think about this uh, deciding to join the armed forces. Yes or no? Marriage, children, moving to another city because of employment, but also of other reasons. Decisions on finances, decisions on health care. So many choices, so many decisions, very complex and often overwhelming. So many of you could be impacted based upon your own choices and decisions. From just a few people you could have impacted, a few family members to many millions. I recently read an article that was discussing the concept of ancestral mathematics. Again, that's ancestral mathematics. According to this article, in order for you to be born today, you need to have had at least 4,094 ancestors in 12 generations over a period of 400 years. Isn't that amazing? So just think about it. In order to be born, you needed two parents, four grandparents, and so and so forth, all the way down to 2,048 ninth great-grandparents. So as I mentioned, for you to be born to, to today from 12 previous generations, you needed a total of 4,094 ancestors covering over the last 400 years. So that's around, uh, around 1600 A.D., But think farther. How many individual family members and relatives from 1600, how many struggles did they have? How many battles did they uh, go into and survive? How many difficulties they had? How much sadness? How much happiness? The love stories? How many expressions of hope for the future? And so all of them had to undergo this for you to exist today at the present moment. Isn't that fascinating? Over the past three years, I've been extremely fascinated by Ancestry DNA analysis using 23andMe and Ancestry.com and I know there are many, many others. But determining the roots of a family using DNA analysis is truly eye-opening. And if you haven't done it, you need to do it. Uh, it's just totally remarkable that you'll find some things you'll never, probably ever be aware of unless you uh, obtain this particular analysis. And it's getting better and better because uh, I get results and updates about lost relatives and people in the past that are related, that are related to me. Maybe their sixth or seventh cousin, but it's, it's amazing how the, the, the pattern uh, throughout the world. So let's continue on um, the, the the events that changed the world. I'm referencing a very little-known historical book. The book is entitled Days That Changed the World: The Fifty Divining Events Defining Events of World History. It's written by Hugh Williams, and it was published. In nineteen, uh, well, I, had a, I thought I wrote it down But I didn't write that down It was published in 2006 And he did a, a lot of research It's about 500 pages in great length I won't have time to discuss All of his 50 events in great detail But I suggest if you're interested in this topic You might want to pick up a copy of his book Or go online And uh, again, I only have Two radio shows are about ninety minutes of discussion to, to talk about these, but in addition, I have found some other defining events not mentioned in his book, but I've discovered via my own research or been shared with me. So some of them are pretty amazing, and some of them played a critical point in changing the world. So let's get on. Let's get on with the show. Here, the year is seven ninety BC. That's before Christ. The battle. of of Marathon. If you wasn't aware back then, the Greeks and the Persians were fighting amongst each other, not major battles, but Persia was the most powerful empire under King Darius. The Greeks from Athens and other city-states revolted against the Persian rulers that, that had captured some of the Greek uh, cities and states and put them under rule, and, and these Greeks actually burned the city of Sardis, which infuriated King Darius. So the Persian army decided to sail to invade Athens and burn it down with 30,000 soldiers via the largest amphibious invasion. The Greeks only had 10,000 soldiers, while the Persians had 30,000, three times is more than the Greeks. However, the Greeks chose a mountainous and marshy terrain to prevent the Persians using the cavalry. And this was Marathon. The foothills of Marathon. The Greeks, of course, fought bravely and, in just a two-hour battle, defeated the thirty thousand Persians who panicked, and all re- and, and those that survived returned to their ships. So then we learned about the Greek individual Philippides, who ran from Athens to Sparta to try to get help from the Persians to uh, get help uh, fighting the Persians that they would be attacking Athens. However, at that time it was a religious festival and the Spartans said, we are unable to help you. So the Athenian army, so uh, uh, Philippides went back to tell the the Greek Athenian troops there that uh, the army must go from Marathon back to Athens to protect the unprotected city. So the Persians, uh, they, so they, the army itself quickly ran and made it to Marathon in time for the Persians on their ships to see the Athenian troops in Athens. So they decided not to attack and to retreat back to Asia. The historians today, and many historians have said, this Battle of Marathon over 2,500 years ago saved Western civilization. Democracy versus Persian rule. The second item occurred just 10 years later in 480 BC, the Battle of Salamis. Uh, this is out. Uh, and the Greeks and Persians again were fighting, and they were definitely, uh, the Persians were definitely mad at the Greeks again. They had still started conquering lands, but they decided. They're going to they're attack Greece again. And this particular time, they waged against, uh, first, the Spartans at the pass. Or we even remember of Thermopylae where just 300 Spartans and 700 the- Thebians held off the Persians for a very long time. But as you know the story, a traitor toward the Persians, a hidden trail to go behind the pass, which ended up uh, getting the Persians around the Greeks and killing all of them. However, this courageous battle by the Spartans and others allowed the Greek city-states to organize to fight the Persians. So then the Persian navy, led by King Xerxes, brought over 1,000 galleys of ships with 30,000 more troops to attack the smaller navy of the Greeks and, and the troops of the Greeks. However, the victory by the Greeks in this battle was a result of trickery. The Greek commander, Themistocles, sent a message Xerxes that he was going to change size. So the Persians said, Okay, we'll now just move into the narrow waters and attack Greece. However, the Greek ships awaited them in this narrow passage in the Straits of Salamis and rammed the Persian ships and sinking sinking over 300 them. The Greek victory caused the Persians to return home and leave Greece alone to better organize itself again, probably returned the Persians many years. It is said the Greeks had not won the course of Greek and Hellenic culture democracy. would have been changed for era, but forever. But luckily, it was many years later that they did not return. And that was under the Ottoman Empire in the, in the late 1400s. So over 1400 years uh, uh, from then. The, the third item is, we always hear about it, is March the 15th the Ides of March this occurred and became infamous and changed the world in the year 44 BC the assassination of Julius Caesar there was a the death of the dictator and the end of the Roman empire and it was it was decided because of being him being assassinated that the romans wanted to return to the old roman way of life and the custom of their ancestors. But it did affect and change the Roman era of uh, after Julius Caesar. Number four is Good Friday around 30 AD. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his resurrection began the start of the Christian era as prophecies told in the Old Testament that Jews would find their king coming to them mounted on a donkey as a sign of humility the disciples of Jesus bestowed upon him the title of Christos or anointed one Christianity became started at that around that date and became the most global of all major religions in the world so moving up a little bit further the year is 632 A.D. after, after uh, Christ A.D. On December the 7th, on that day, the prophet Muhammad died, and it is determined that that's the birth of the Islamic faith. Of course, if you know about the tale and the history, he had a vision around 610 A.D. where an angel proclaimed that no God but Allah and Muhammad was his prophet. So he, so according to Muhammad, whomever said these words before witnesses and testified his sincerity became a Muslim. Allah would judge humanity, and he commanded daily religious observance, prayer, and regular fasting. And it continues to be one of the fastest-growing religions in the world, whose doctrine was proclaimed, as I said, in 632 A.D. Number six, the year is 632 A.D., on October the 11th a major battle occurred which was the battle of tours charles martindell martel defeated the moors who were arab arab forces from africa it it began it really started around 661 ad when the islamic faith increased in the southern mediterranean area especially north africa and spain so there became tensions with the Franks and the Catholic Romans and the Aryan Goths. However, the Arabs, there were still tensions among those three Christian groups. However, the Arabs, Muslims, Moors, decided to venture to conquer more territory above Spain as they saw that these three factions were arguing amongst themselves. However, they did join forces and had started a Frankish army, French army, that defeated the Moors uh, at Tours by, place, by, by placing his army, Charles Martel's army, on a top of a hill. This action resulted the Moors being defeated, and and he joining the forces of Christians in Europe to keep away the Islamic contract, conquest for many years to go. It's December twenty fifth, the year eight hundred marked the coronation of Charlemagne as king, but began the Roman-European idea of countries and territories. The king instituted uh, numerous Charlemagne uh, campaigns to forcibly get persons to convert to Christianity. He also instituted a notion of revival and learning. His influence was tremendous on European culture and life. And in the year 843, the Treaty of Verdun, which you remember about Verdun being a very interesting city during World War One, the imperial territories of King Charlemagne were created uh, from from many years past. But now they are known as Belgium, Holland, France, Germany, and Italy. So, continuing, it is the year uh, the Holy War was. Uh, the First Crusade or Holy War was The First Crusade or Holy War was introduced. On this date, the Pope Urban II preaches to a large gathering uh, that there is a great need to help fellow Christians under the Greek Byzantium Empire to avoid being taken over by the Turks. This would be the start of of many crusades or holy wars, also called anti-Islamic campaigns. It united Christians throughout Europe and causing them to share a culture, building techniques. It also brought Christianity to many people when the crusaders journeyed across many lands. It made France the dominant European power. However, the Crusades caused various Christian feuds to be formed, including the Knights of Templar, the Knights of St. John of Jerusalem, and many, many others. The Crusades uh, came to, uh, to protest the Muslim forces going through Constantinople to attack countries. It did this until such time as competitions and conflicts Occurred between the Roman Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox Church. So the, the Crusades were a key protection for, uh, for uh, not allowing the Muslim forces to go through Constantinople to attack other European countries. And that was 1095. But if about 400 years later, on Tuesday, May the 29th, 1453, Constantinople fell. The holy city of Constantinople around this time was defended by only 7,000 troops. But it had great defenses that were built between 1095 and 1453. These included a great iron chain that protected the harbor, massive city walls, and many other protection devices. However, the young Sultan Milhelm II camped outside the city, with eighty thousand and laid siege to the city. Present day cannons were not powerful enough to breach these tremendous city walls, but Melmet found an Hungarian Christian to build the largest cannon at that time. And this cannon cannons successfully crushed the outer city walls of Constantinople. Also the naval the Turkish naval feet even though the iron uh, chain across the harbor did keep their ships out, they decided to drug drag their ships across land to go over to the Greek harbor city of Constantinople. While some Christian soldiers were retreating to in the inner walls after being pounded and pounded, they accidentally left a key gate open, which caused allowed the Turks to rush in and took over the city. The Emperor Constantine had asked for troops and assistance from Rome and other other Christian countries, but they never did come in time. Only 700 Christian soldiers from Genoese, uh, Italy, arrived in time about a month before to help and fought bravely with so few of 700. This defeat resulted in the Turks and Ottomans moving quickly from East to Western Europe to take over countries and to convert captives to the Islamic faith. All of Christianity after the fall of Constantinople had a tremendous wake-up. And then the worrying and paranoia started on how to defend against the oncoming Turks and Ottomans. October 12th, 1492. I think we know about 1492, but October the 12th. Columbus, Christopher Columbus, makes landfall in the Bahamas. He was actually commissioned by Queen Isabella of Spain to sail to Asia. He delayed his departure until August the 3rd, which was why he did that because of the deadline deadline of the Edict of Milan said that Jews must leave Spain upon this on before or after this date. So he journeyed and he ended up going to the Bahamas first and then he thought the Bahamas was the Chinese coastal land. He then went to Cuba and Haiti and Dominican Republic uh, Christopher Columbus conducted three more voyages, uh, but the impact of his landing had tremendous consequences, including major discoveries, of course, uh, discovering and bringing coffee, cocoa, and sugar back to to Europe and there are so much trivia about these voyages, which I do not have time to discuss, but it's fascinating if you look into all of this particular uh, situation. the other interesting fact is that Christopher Columbus, in his first voyage, uh, you would think being he would be brought uh, a Christian monk or priest. no, he actually brought a rabbi and and many of his sailors were Jewish uh, again leaving and ended up staying. In Jamaica. And while they were in Jamaica. uh, They founded the first synagogue. In Jamaica. And if you visit Jamaica today. You can see some of the grave grave sites. Of around 1492. Next item. April 18th 1521. The theologian Martin Luther. Confronts Charles V the newly elected Holy Roman Emperor of the city at Worms. Martin Luther questioned the theology and church government of the Roman Catholic faith, and it also ended up with some political consequences. This began the major spread of Protestantism and the formation of many, many different Christian religions. Most of Northern Europe eventually became Protestant, while Southern Europe, remain Roman Catholic. July 29, 1588. The defeat of the English of the Spanish Armada. Spain wanted for years to invade England to reestablish Catholicism and extinguish the English Protestantism that was taking over England and other countries in Northern Europe. They also, most importantly, the, Sp- the Spanish did not want England to have the right to explore the New World, including the Americas. So the Spanish Navy decided to send over 30,000 troops to invade England. But the Engl- English fleet defeated the Spanish Navy via very interesting strategic initiatives and actually some very good luck and good fortune. Therefore, The defeat was a crucial stage in the development of English-speaking North American civilization by the English. Once they were allowed, now, with no worry about the the Spanish to, to sail across the Atlantic to visit the Americas. Next item, June the 5th, 1661, Sir Isaac Newton begins modern science at Cambridge University. He was the first scientist to be knighted for his work and discoveries. He's one of the first founders of the Royal Society in 1662, where members shared articles and discoveries of scientific nature. His discoveries help others to invent, discover. But also helped Western Europe countries, Western European countries, to organize themselves for global expansion and dominance. September the 11th, 1683. You almost thought I was going to say September 11th, 2011. That's later. But this September 11 is another key September 11th day. The siege of Vienna, Austria. The Ottoman Empire continued its conquest in Eastern Europe, moving west. They reached the large city of Vienna, which was fortified by great city walls, but only had 25,000 soldiers defending the city. The city of Vienna sought assistance from other Christians, but only got help from the king of Poland. The Ottoman had laid siege for months and months and months, pounded the walls of Vienna and also cut off all supplies to the city, starving the vict- starving the inhabitants to death, almost to death. They also dug tunnels to try to get into the city. Luckily, most of those tunnels were not successful in reaching their goal. Their goal, the Ottomans, was to conquer Vienna but to quickly move their 300,000 soldiers that were in camp to take over Paris, Rome, in the upcoming months. However, as I mentioned, the King of Poland arrived with his Polish horsemen, the Wing Cossiers, and caused panic upon the Ottoman camp by attacking from the mountain range and firing their cannons down upon the Ottoman encampment. The Ottomans were in dire uh, distress and fled quickly and did not want to continue this major campaign against the Christians. This was a key stopping point in the Islam- Islamic faith movement into Europe and conquest. Though some European countries did experience some conversions from Muslim, it stopped at Vienna. July 4th, 1776, United States, the U.S. declares its independence, and the War of Independence begins from Great Britain. Very difficult war with a small military competing against a well-organized and funded English army. So many choices and decisions could have lost the independence campaign. In later days of the War of Independence, our Continental Congress had a major crisis in the funding of the revolution. The lack, of money, the lack of money was England's best ally, and they knew that. The revolution would fizzle because of lack of funds. However, at the last minute, request of the Continental Congress from a money broker known as Mr. Chaim Solomon of Pennsylvania, who General George Washington knew personally, was an immigrant from Poland. He decided to loan funds to the American government to help the American forces to purchase needed armaments and supplies for their troops. He donated a total of $800,000 to the colonies to fight for independence, which that $800,000 today is valued at over $17 billion dollars. However, documents were made back then by, by the Continental Congress, but they were all lost. So no repayments were ever made to any, by any federal government to the Solomon and his family. At the age of 45, Mr. Solomon, at 1785, died penniless. Family members for many years attempted to obtain some payment from the federal government, but were unsuccessful. There are very few statues and mentions honoring Mr. Solomon's service to his adopted country, which he, I feel, played a tremendous point in saving, our, uh, saving our, the revolution and helping us become the United States of America.